Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to The Gold Derby Show on The Gold Derby Podcast Network. Welcome back to Gold Derby. I'm Christopher Rosen. I'm joined by Joyce and Joyce, we're back again, one day after the Emmy nominations, to now predict the Emmys. And I I just literally finished one set. (laughs) Yes. You can right now at our our, our Gold Derby, you can predict the Primetime Emmys and the Creative Arts Emmys. So a lot of predictions. We're only going to right now talk about the primetime Emmys choice. Because I have not done my creative art. These, no. And, and these are our, our first picks. So so certainly will change a lot over, uh, let's see, July 13th is today. Uh, August oh my 13th. God, you're going to do math. I'm doing math. It's three months, basically. Two months, right? Two months. Do you know the day of the Emmys? It's, it's September uh, 18th, I believe. Is it a Monday? 12th. September 12th. Okay. Oh, it is still a Monday and it's the 12th, right? Because the Creative Arts Emmys are over Labor Day weekend. That's right. I remember. Yeah. There you go. Uh, I'll be here on the 18th to talk about the Emmys. No, I, I remember. It's, it's the 12th. Well, right. we could talk about the 2023 Emmys because we're going to be championing the bear. Yeah, we were just talking about this. We love the bear. The bear is better than most of these shows we're talking about. It's the best show. And we have to keep it in the conversation between now and uh, next July because uh, it will be a, a contender next year. Uh, you can watch all the so episodes. You know now, like the internet and Twitter is like catching up on the bear. So a lot of, right. a lot of profiles this week on Jeremy Allen White. I was just hoping, I'm hoping it's not like, I mean, I guess it'll peak here throughout like July and August. And then people will bring it back in like the, like you said, like the winter yes. fall award season will like maybe be a good, a good run for it. Well, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Because <laughs> we're going to talk about the 74th Emmy choice, not the 75th, and our predictions in a lot of categories. So we'll start with comedy and then go to drama and then go to our, our beloved limited series, uh, which is now really tightened up around like two shows. But for comedy, Joyce, we've talked about this a lot in our run up to this and I had Hacks winning the whole time and now I have Ted Lasso winning. So I have Ted Lasso, Hacks. Barry, Only Murders, Abbott Elementary, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, What We Do in the Shadows, and Curb. So I went with Ted Lasso. Okay, yeah, that's fair. I, um, <laughs> that is the safest prediction. And I almost put it in first, but then I decided to be contrarian because, you know, I'm like that. Sure. So I still have hacks in first. I'll probably, you know, well, depending on what happens at Creative Arts too. That'll, I might get yeah, back yeah. to Ted, but, you know, who cares right now? <laughs> I was looking at it and I was like, I kept, I mean, we've got everything I've said about Ted Lasso and Hacks throughout the last like four months that we've been doing. I feel like we've been talking about the Emmys for months. Uh, and I'm like, oh, oh yeah. 
Oh, that's right, we have. Uh, and Ted Lasso has been like way out of mind because they're not airing new episodes and blah, blah, blah. And, and Hacks had a, a good second season, I think, that people really enjoyed and the finale was great. But then I looked at the nominations and I'm just like, wow, the Emmys really love Ted Lasso. And while they also like Hacks, I felt like Ted Lasso overperformed where I thought it would and Hacks did about as well as it, I thought it would. I don't think it necessarily, I, I guess maybe the difference is you were expecting Ted to underperform this year yeah it was whelmed it's but, like, back to our uh, 10 things i hate about, about i felt you. like yeah, but we're not actually gonna be whelmed i we're mean 10 less was gonna be there i like i think you know a lot of times in the second year shows explode like they they do better um because it's like they won the first year especially if they've won then like people catch up to it and obviously it's seen like we know they were watching it this time or they were about to watch season two this time last year when it premiered a week after nominations um and then like we said yesterday clearly any show that premiered early on in the eligibility eligibility period had a jump right on the more recent spring shows so i don't think it's getting it getting 20 noms is like super surprising like i think it overperformed in acting right right yeah but it also went down in like directing and writing but possibly to so, its benefit, right? Because it could, even though I don't have it winning in either of those, uh, which we'll discuss, I guess. Yeah, like that, that could help it. But it's right. like, I, it, 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 I'm just, I just mean like not, it's not like every single branch is right. going ham on it still. Right, so right. it's just like acting and, you know, we know how lazy the actors can be. Right. In their categories. It's just, it, if, you know, and with the Unlimited Ballad, favorite shows of high visibility. Uh, and we know they watch Ted. So um, like, yeah, like that is like the obvious pick to right. win comedy series again do you think so here's a what i have only murders in third ahead of barry so i was very tempted to put barry in third but i wonder if only murders will get the boost not that it matters because you know you're not winning maybe but like will only murders get a boost from airing now i feel like the response to it has been really strong the second season um maybe, maybe. I, I don't like I don't think it's the same thing as like Ted last year because Ted was obviously winning last year. And I don't think anyone expects or thinks murders is winning right, right now. So um, I, I also think a lot of people think Abbott can win, but it misdirecting and editing. Um, yeah, Abbott only had only in quotes for, for a new show, but Abbott had just seven nominations. Uh, which is great for- Which is great. But it was four, and I believe four of those are in acting, four of the seven. Yeah, so if you count it by branch, so right. if you don't count comedy series, which is the main award, then it just got casting, um, acting, one branch, and writing. So those are right. three branches. It didn't um, even get directing, did it? No, it didn't get directing or editing. Which so. was a shock. I would. I think that's actually a snub because I feel like the pilot directing could have easily gotten nominated because I think it's yeah, Randall and, you know, Island, and right? had... Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like Schitt's Creek winning directing. And right. I would not say that episode is, uh, you know, in the upper echelon of best directed right. comedy episodes in history. Right. So. Um, all right. So we'll, we'll talk about this a million times. I, I guess I could definitely see Hags winning. It would not surprise me, but I just think they maybe are going to go back to Ted Lasso in the end. Yeah, like that's totally fine. Uh, uh, here's here's one where I absolutely think Hacks will win. Uh, comedy actress, Joyce. I have Jean Smart winning. What a shock. Yes, um, I have Jean 
Um, and I have Quinta Brunson in second. Me too. I think and then she's I put, the only person who can upset her. I think that's true. I, I put uh, Kelly Cuoco in third because they got to rep our pals at the flight attendant. And then I put Issa Rae and Rachel Brosnahan in fourth and fifth. And then Elle Fanning in sixth. Not again. Yeah. Um, it's still jeans to lose. It would be great if Quinta won. And I wonder, I guess I could talk myself into thinking that she could pull off an upset because there was a lot of enthusiasm for Abbott Elementary on on the social media apps. And I know that doesn't translate to television academy voters, but people are very excited about Quinta Brunson specifically. And I wonder if there will be less of a push to get Jean an Emmy since she won an Emmy last time. You could argue that could happen. I don't think it will happen because I think, I would say actually Jean Smart was maybe better in season two of Hacks than season one. I think she had more to do, more like, more depths to mine um but we'll see yeah i think i feel like quinta has a better chance in writing yeah uh nothing else to say about that one let's go to the actor choice uh, i think we might both agree on this one too i have bill Hader winning his third emmy i am not abandoning my guy bill no and i actually have steve martin in second place instead of jason i know that's insane but okay. i do think that like again if anybody else can win here, I do think it could be Steve Martin because I think you could have Bill and Taylor and Jason Sudeikis split their own votes, maybe because they're of similar age, of similar like fan bases, and then like Steve Martin kind of swoops in and wins. I would not be shocked at all if that happened. And I think having only Murder season two right now would only help him pull off an upset. But why not Martin Short? Because Martin Short is going to bow out. If I remember reading correctly in the. Uh, in his uh in his post nominations interview with uh, Dave Itzkoff, right? but then remember they both expect Bill to win. <laughs> they do both expect Bill to win, and then Steve Martin would say. So Steve Martin in this interview was like, uh, he wanted Martin Short to bow out and say that Steve had a, a terminal illness, I believe. So it gets. Let me let me find the interview. So yeah. Okay. So here, interview. so um, this is the New York Times. Yes. Are you going to be able to support each other on Emmys night? Or will it get cutthroat? Will it be each man for himself? Steve Martin says, I suggested to Marty that he withdraw, but he doesn't say why. It's just a mystery. And then he starts a whisper campaign that it's because I have a fatal disease. Right. Martin Short says, Steve told me this last night. And I said, I don't quite understand. It seems to service you more than me. Steve Martin says, I said he comes off like a hero. He's stepping back for his friend. Martin Short. So if this all happened and you're sitting there and you hear, and the winner is Bill Hader, what do you do? Steve Martin, leaping up from his seat. I'm well. Amazing. Yeah. Steve Martin this is just the half. Best. Steve Martin and Martin Short do all their post-nomination reaction interviews for every single show. They have also should have them host one of these award shows. I know I mean, it's- Remember the Oscars. <laughs> the Oscars would have been great. Uh, I know they tried to get the two of them and Selena Gomez, it seemed like. But what about the Emmys? I know it's on NB, uh, NBC this year, but be wonderful. Um, no, I could see Steve Martin really winning. I do wonder. I, I do think that could happen. And it would be great. I would love, I, honestly, no matter which of these three top contenders wins, I would be very pleased. I love Jason Sudeikis. I think Bill Hayer rules. And obviously he's twice winning, one before. And then Steve Martin is Steve Martin, so no no fails here um i would just say like the only people who are really out of it are donald glover <laughs> former winner yes and uh nicholas holt even though he's great on the great yeah 
I, I agree. Uh, and Martin Short, I think, is like a distant uh, fourth of the top four. But You're still great on so only anti-short. I'm not anti-short. He's great on only murders, but Steve Martin is like the. I think Steve Martin is like the premium. But I think like I love them both, and I think it's it's hard to choose one over the other, and I think a lot of people will have that problem. It could. It could be an issue. It's like it's like similar to brian and jeremy on succession i think right especially if there's like it's it's one thing if they're both too far ahead because then it's like either of them can win but when there are other viable alternatives it's it's harder right uh for supporting actress choice i have hannah waddingham winning another emmy for ted lasso she's in first for me then i have hannah einbinder and alex borstein followed by janelle james and Cheryl Lee ralph and then Juno Temple, Sarah Niles, and Kate McKinnon rounding out my top eight. Um, I'm going with Janelle James for now. Wow, I love it so much. Please, yes. <laughs> I, I think she can do it. Tell me why. Uh, I would love like, to be convinced. And, and this could be like the Abbott win. Okay. Because um, we know they're watching the show, right? Yes. And like, and yes, this category does favor repeat nominees, like back to back, like we've had it with Kate McKinnon, um, Alex Borstein, obviously, Annie Murphy could not do it because that was the last season of Schitt's Creek. Um, so yeah, Hannah Waddingham is the safe choice. Um, but Janelle is, was like clearly the breakout scene stealer of Ab Abbott Elementary. It did really well in acting. It also got Shirley Ralph in. And I don't mm -hmm. think this is a situation like the Martins where you're kind of torn between the two of them. No no offense to Shirley Ralph, who's a queen and a legend. But I think most people uh, will gravitate toward Janelle James because it's just more of the populist appealing right. um, performance. And she has all the one-liners. She has so many fan cams and so memeable and highly quotable. Um, and yeah, like I think if they, if people don't wanna go back, like we have multiple TED people, we have more um, TED people, uh, like- Than last time. Yeah. yeah. Sarah Niles got in. And then, yeah. So, and I think like Hannah Einbinder could also win. Like I really love her performance this season. Um, and yeah, Alex Borstein is back. So I, I don't know. I, th I think if they don't want to go back to a former winner um, and Janelle is just kind of like the new exciting face basically, or if you haven't even watched Abbott Elementary yet, but you hear about, you know, it got seven nominations and like all your friends are talking about it. It's only, every episode is just a 22 minute commitment. It's great, I love it Very so much. Easy. Yeah, that's like another they might be thing. like voters might be watching it right now. That's, yeah. you, you can, I, I burned through the whole season in one night. I started really? at like eight and I finished it by like midnight. Because <laughs> it's, yeah, it's true. We, we watched it. We caught up in like the, in, in the first six episodes. I think we watched it in a night and then did like the rest as it kind of aired or like aired the next day on Hulu because we don't watch linear television choice like so many right. people. Yeah, we've talked about this. Yeah. Um, I could see that happening. I would say another reason why you, maybe Hannah Waddingham would not win is while. I'm assuming, like we said, her episode would be uh, the, the, uh, no weddings in a funeral. So we have we could have two funeral submissions in here, and Alex as well. All of those are like nothing in that nothing in Ted Lasso season two for Hannah. I felt 
in that a specific episode was incredibly different or uh like something new compared to what she did in season one i think her romance uh you know her her character's romance with uh sam was really nice and like worked really well um so that was like slightly new shade but i'm like i think all of these and then like you said like alex borstein obviously a previous winner and hannah einbinder I still think would not win. So Janelle James, I have him fourth, but I could see it happening. It would be, it is definitely like the, the most standout of those four performances. Cause it's so different. Cause it is so reliant on jokes rather than like, Hmm. Comedy, you know, like a lot of these are like, huh. yeah. like I laugh out loud more at Abbott elementary than I do at Ted Lasso. So. Sure. Cause Abbott elementary is like a legitimate joke, joke driven show. And I think the other shows have more like, uh, you know, are more like based on the auteur comedy of like, you know, last like 10 years. Abbott Elementary is- should be winning this category. Office. Sarah Goldberg, who is not here. So. People were really upset that she got snubbed in our- in Because our, she should be winning. It, it, even though, even though if she were here, I don't think she would win. Um, no. But she should be winning. It's She's amazing. an Emmy winner in my heart. <laughs> People were really upset uh, that she was- Because it was a robbery. It was, it was definitely strange. Uh, let's do supporting actor in a comedy. This one, I kind of, I don't know. I have Brett Goldstein winning. Uh, Ted, Thor, Love and Thunder star, uh, Brett Goldstein. Spoiler alert. Um, then Has I anyone written that story yet? Brett Goldstein is going to win his second Emmy because of Thor, Love and Thunder. Not yet, but I'm sure one of our, our sister sites might come up with it. Uh, Henry Winkler for Barry. I have in second. I have a uh, Toheeb Jimo in it for Ted Lasso in third. I, I threw I threw him in there. I think Sam was great, and then I have Tony Shalhoub, Tyler James Williams, Anthony Carrigan, Nick Muhammad, and Bowen Yang rounding out my eight. I don't like we said. I think Brett Goldstein won his Emmy last year in part because of season two, so it would be like almost a double dip win. But I just don't think that Henry Winkler could pull it off. But I do you have Henry Winkler winning or what? Um, I have Brett here. I have Henry and Anthony in second and third. I really want Anthony Kerrigan to win an Emmy before Barry is over. <laughs> and I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't think for this he year. he really should have won for season two. Right. Ugh, so rough. Um, but yeah, so interestingly in this category, uh, we have not had a repeat winner under the new system although you can say that tony hale won his second one under this one and his first one under the tape system right. but under under like the system like fully uh it's like after him it's been louis anderson r.i.p alec baldwin which was just like a waste for snl <laughs> that year um henry tony um and Dan Levy, and then obviously last year, Brett. So I, I think he could just kind of be like a default um, pick as well, especially if you're, like he's already proven last year that he could beat his co-stars, right? It, it became very obvious last summer that he was like the Ted Lasso supporting pick, right? Right. And because also- he's better in season two than he was in season one and this yeah, is and he basically two. won last year because of season two as well we think that i mean that's obviously like what probably happened because he's like big episodes or airing like when they were voting but at the same time if you're just actually like sitting there like wow he was great for i mean season two is a, a bigger 
he has a bigger role and like has more depth and more challenges and he's also honestly funnier in season two than he is in season one so i feel like if the whole package is there for him to win again i'm just like are people gonna like be like oh didn't we just give him an uh, emmy for this uh this same season but no yeah because they haven't repeated here yet right um, but so the thing is we could have just a copy and paste of all the comedy categories yeah i mean i think you could boring. I think it'll you be could. very boring yeah. um so in part i'm also hoping that doesn't happen <laughs> right but you still have brett winning here yeah yeah it's hard to think of who i mean i guess it would be henry winkler would be the uh with the choice but yeah and uh, yeah i don't know i i just like i can't predict anthony kerrigan yet <laughs> no no i really uh, want to <laughs> um let's go now so that's comedy let's see next we got uh comedy directing choice uh then i have i have bill Hader winning for 710 north from barry my runner-up is only murders in the building the boy from 6b then hacks there will be blood ted lasso no weddings and a funeral only murders true crime atlanta new jazz and the Mrs. Pat show, baby, daddy, groundhog day, rounding out my the multi-cam slot, yes, which of course. a lot of people forget about when making yeah. predictions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Bar Bill Hader winning an Emmy for this uh, directing. Get Bill Hader an Emmy. Get Bill Hader an Emmy for directing. This is the one he wants. Um, and this is his best chance yet <laughs> because they did the right thing and only submitted him. Yep. Um, unfortunately, I don't think Barry is winning comedy series. I don't think, sadly, it'll ever win comedy series because I think it's too dark for them. Even though I too, um, just like with Abbott, laugh out loud at Barry than I do at like Ted Lasso or Maisel or something. Um, but yeah, this is this episode is the chase um, mm -hmm. on the freeway, and it's really the directorial achievement of this season. And. <sighs> Like he's won two DGA awards for Barry already and no mm -hmm. Emmys. So he already has the DJ or like directing support. Um, and directing is usually not, not like fully linked to series, but they're kind of lazy here in mm -hmm. that they tend to default to the series winner and um, it could be very vote splitty. So there are multiple nominations from a show um, that show tends to lose, like last year Ted Lasso did had three, um, and then it goes to like the the next series competitive show like Hacks last year. Right, right. So um, this year we the only double nom is Murders. Right, uh, which actually it bombed at DGA, and you could say overperformed here because it got two. Um, and I don't think that's going to win series, unfortunately. Um, so I, I think you could say, like, if you have Ted winning series, like, it makes sense to predict Ted here as well, especially since it only has one nomination this time. But I think you could also argue that that's an underperformance for it because right. it submitted more than one. It didn't just submit one like Barry did, right. you know, so it went down. Um, and I think in a way, maybe like we've talked about how the, like similar to Hacks, like the Ted and Hacks directing, not, you know, like it's totally fine. Right. Right. But it's not very flashy and doesn't really stand out like the Barry direction. So I think in a way, those two shows could kind of split that vote as well, just as like the totally fine direction from 
a series competitive show because I think like Hacks and Ted are top two in series over Barry. The other thing I was thinking is that Ted and Hacks have never had to go against Barry in this category. Yes, it's true. So while I don't think I like I have Hacks ahead of Ted here, not even just because I think one last year, I put Boy from Six B in in second because I think it's actually the best directed episode of these episodes you know it's like an incredible achievement and while I don't again I don't know if people are watching the shows or whatever and maybe they're just gonna be like uh whatever it doesn't matter but I mean if you're technically ranking these it should be Bill Hader and the boy from 6b as yeah. uh, one and two so <laughs> that's why that was why I did it but um yeah I don't know I guess we'll see yeah I mean like the totally safe choice if you're predicting Ted for series is to go for Ted here it's true, but if you look at our odds, Barry is still in the first. I mean, because it's, it's everyone early. knows this is like the best directed episode. Like you have right. Ben Stiller tweeting about this, so he and Bill can both win directing Emmys. <laughs> I don't know if I have that though. Let's see. I don't think I do. When we get to drama, we'll see. Um, <laughs> all right, for writing next for comedy writing, Joyce, the nominee. I have Hacks, the one and only winning. Uh, it's the finale, I believe. Of oh no, is it the finale or is that yes, it is yes. the finale. Hacks finale, wonderful episode. Runner up I have is Abbott Elementary. And then Only Murders, Ted Lasso, Barry, starting out Barry, 710 North, and then the two What We Do in the Shadows rounding out the eight. Um, yeah, I also have Hacks repeating here and Abbott in second. Um, now, Joyce, correct me if I'm wrong. Last year they gave these awards out on the broadcast. Is that right? Yes, they always do. So if you're going to predict the Quentin Brunson upset win here, to make it's a no-brainer because it would be a great TV moment and you know they would love to have Quentin Brunson win an Emmy but on like, TV. When people make these arguments like this, it's like, oh, it will be a great moment. The voters are not, you're you're thinking in the mind of a producer like like a Steven Soderbergh, like, oh, we want like Chadwick Boseman to win. Like we think he's going to win. But I wouldn't be surprised if people vote like about this, that. I do think people maybe do vote for this, honestly. But, like okay then why didn't Chadwick Boseman win uh because people liked Anthony Hopkins more well yeah so like what if they like one of these other scripts more I think they could for sure and I think like we said I think the Hacks finale is like the best episode the show has ever done so I have it winning but I do think they also really like Abbott like we said so if I think I, I could see it winning I don't have a winning I'm not predicting it, but I'm just saying it would make no, for like a good I, team I think it, it, Abbott can win, but I don't think it'll win because people want that moment for Quinta Brunson. I guess that's maybe true, but like, it, it doesn't hurt. Win because they like the hurt. show and they maybe like the script if they right. paid attention and like read the script. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like last year as well, like Ted had two nominations here mm-hmm. and not win and Hacks won. So you could say, you know, it underperformed again because it's been in multiple and it just went down to one. Right right so i think like those those two categories will be a real test of the actual support for ted because you could say it it didn't face a lot of um the the usual competition last year you know yeah but i do think i guess i would say if hacks does well in both of these categories then i think you could argue that it certainly would be a winner in the series because but i'm like because hacks also didn't have to face this like this is a much stronger lineup of comedies I think than what we had last year right but hacks also won these two categories that a lot of people were predicting Ted to win last year 
Right. But I guess I would say like the reason I would, I mean, you could, I guess I, I don't disagree with what you're saying, but I think a devil's advocate would be like the reason hacks. I mean, the reason Ted Lasso got so many doubled up nominations here and, and directing last year versus this year is the competition this year is much stronger. Oh yeah, no, I agree. So, so I think that's also why it, even though it overperformed in acting, that's why it underperformed here. So right. I think like it'll, there'll be a test to see like if, sure. if they, if it wins like writing directing, cause Ted also lost wga to hacks already so yeah. it hasn't writing uh hasn't won a writing award yet so i just don't i can't imagine i can't predict it i don't even i think i have like i said i have it in fourth place here uh for writing i don't think and hacks is just a, i mean it's a it's literally about comedy writing yeah it's the writer show and the finale like i said is like the way it's written yeah. i think is incredibly good and the way it kind of like pieces everything together is awesome uh drama series choice i have succession winning twist but then i have euphoria in second buoyed by its 16 nominations squid game in third severance in fourth stranger things in fifth yellow jackets in sixth ozark in seventh and better call saul in eighth okay i don't even know where i have euphoria <laughs> not second not second <laughs> um oh i have it in six i don't i don't really like when when i do these after like maybe the fourth slot i'm like i don't know about the rest right. <laughs> like, um Yes, succession. So I mean, what are we gonna say? I will say I think there would have been an easy. I don't think Squid Game perform like I expected maybe Squid Game to perform even better than it did, at least in mass total. I know I have you for it seventh. I don't even know. I can't even read numbers anymore. Okay. Wow, okay. you're turning into me. Go on. I know. <laughs> but Squid Game only in quotes had 14 nominations. I, I figured it would have like 17 to 19. And so the fact that it was like a little less than that and succession was just to blow out, I feel like I can't even, I can't in good conscience predict Squid Game to pull an upset here. So. Succession maxed out. It, it got basically every nomination it could. Yeah. Um, Like basically it's only miss was for Alan Ruck, eldest son, right. poor guy. Right. He's always um, underestimated, Khan. Yeah. Like, but he's, he's the eldest son. He must be considered. He must be considered, but not for an Emmy. Yeah. Um, and like, that's an insane amount of nominations for a contemporary show. Like this is not a Game mm. of Thrones or- No, it's absurd. Like flashy show like that, you know, and any tech heavy show, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I so, I have I have Severance in second. Okay. And Squid Game and then Ozark. So we both have Squid Game in third. I think you and I are both, and I have Severance in fourth. My argument, again, like I just think Squid Game, not necessarily the runner up here, if there was one. I think Severance, you can make the case, they really went for it hard. So uh, not not a wrong. Severance did well for a first year show. Yeah. And it could win like a significant, maybe a significant award either in directing or whatever. Uh, for drama actress choice, I have Zendaya winning for Euphoria, uh, Laura Linney in second for Ozark, Melanie Linsky for the Yellow Jackets, and then Jodie Comer, Sandra Oh, and Reese Witherspoon for The Morning Show. Uh, my reason for, I thought, I, I think I had Laura Lenny for winning for a while. The enthusiasm for Euphoria was, dare I say, euphoric. And the fact that Zendaya was so uh, praised for her being the youngest producing Emmy nominee, I think, ever when they announced the producer, producer uh, credits and also won, won here previously. I think also her submission episode is absolutely stunning. Uh there's no way I don't think she's going to lose. Honestly, I think she's going to win. Um, yeah, Zendaya, this is like, like with Ted, like Zendaya is the obvious choice. Right. Um, 
and but I of course being contrarian I have Melanie right now so Melanie is a strong contender she's definitely uh she's doing the work as they say Joyce yeah and you know Yellow Jackets did well too for a first year show and for a Showtime show did really well and as we'll talk about when we get to like the directing and writing categories I think it overperformed it got two writing nominations which I was shocked by personally so uh it definitely was a liked show got in for series obviously as well I could easily see it I don't think and she won Melanie Linsky at the Critics Choice Awards if you recall which I mean not surprising in the least so you know Uh, they they love uh they're love presaging the Emmys perhaps so I could see it happening maybe I'll put um, her in second while we're talking I just did yeah, no, like Zendaya is totally the safe choice because um, she's she has the episode, like you said, and I'll be her submission, but submissions don't really matter anymore. But it's obvious they've already, they're they're watching the show and they, they like the show, right? Right, so and then she won the first year when won, the show Yeah, she won when she was her show's only above the line nomination. Right, last and now year. it's like a major factor, so. But I will also just say that Again, we have not had a repeat winner under this system in this category either. Like that could just be a quirk, obviously. But, um, you know, sometimes when a show does well in its second season, sort of like going back to the thing with Ted, it doesn't necessarily like presage, but it'll win everything either. You know, like remember when Elizabeth Moss, you know, obviously Handmaid's won everything the first season and then everyone was predicting the show and her to win again. And that did not happen. And right. in season two of Handmaid's, it also increased its nomination total right. as well. So yeah, they haven't had a repeat winner here. Um, that's just a stat. You don't like. I don't think you need to hold to it when you're predicting Zendaya. Like I think she can easily win again. Um, but I don't know. Like something to think about. Like sometimes, like you know, a show does explode in the second season. But it's also depending on the circumstance, like it could just have run up against a bigger juggernaut, like Maisel in season two, same thing, um, like got more noms, but it ran up against Fleabag, which had right. fewer noms, less craft heavy show, but it was just the show of the moment. Right. So. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't, I could see it. I, I just think that the other thing is, I think that if you're th- again, I don't know if have people are actually thinking about this in their voting because they might just be like, I like this and I'm going to vote for it. But I, I think that there's a greater challenge for Zendaya's performance than Melanie Linsky, uh, personally. I mean, sure. Um, I think that has to count for something, but but again, they could also just feel like we like we, Yellow we awarded her, and this is like right. you know, Melanie Linsky, she's been around. For sure. almost and she's worked years. with yeah, yeah. And she's worked so with like, everybody just right. be like this is our chance finally to right. work for her as well and she is great on the show it's a really good performance i definitely think she's the best part of it so if they like the show then they would love her you know i that think this is thing. also if yeah like the obvious place to award that show right uh for drama actor joyce i have brian cox you come with me with love come to me with love uh love him you it's need exactly. to do his impression of show I'm going to, I'm going to work on it. I'm going to rewatch and work on it. I uh, have Jeremy Strong in second for succession, Lee Jung Jae for Squid Game, Jason Bateman, Adam Scott, and Bob Odenkirk rounding out the top six. But I went with Brian Cox. Uh, I hope he wins. Um, you will be shocked to know that I also have Brian in first. Wow. Way to go. I know. I, know. I don't know slash think if he'll actually win, but I'm just going to support him right now. 
So if you look at our odds, early odds, he's like an overwhelming favorite to win. I mean, he should have an Emmy for this role. <laughs> so the reason I, we've talked, I've talked about this a lot, but I think if you look at the season as a whole, it's not Jared. It was more of his, it was more a Logan season than a, than a Kendall season. So I think, and Ken, and obviously Jeremy Strong won already. So there's not a push. I, while they're both, you could argue they would split their votes. I actually don't think it's that much of a choice. I think if you like Succession and watch it, you would be like, while Jeremy had some really incredible moments, specifically in the finale, and like I think too much birthdays, he's awesome in as well. Um, I think Brian overall the whole season had a much much more to do. So I would say that's him. And then for Lee Jung Jae, he was definitely a popular winter pick. And I think specifically when people were like putting Brian and Jeremy on the same level, but I, for maybe this is bias because I'm like self-selecting, but I feel like more people are now saying like, oh yeah, Brian is actually the bigger part of season three or the part that people are remembering more from season three than Kendall. So that's why I hope he wins and holds off Lee Jung Jae basically. Um, I, I think I mean, this is also another category under this system uh, in which we have not had a repeat winner. Right. So if, if you want to eliminate Jeremy because of that, go ahead. Um, I, I think he, he like Zendaya can also repeat, but I think Zendaya has a higher probability of repeating in her category because her, her category is more um, open, let's say. And this, this category is actually very competitive. Um, yeah, even yeah. though I don't think like Jason Bateman's winning. Or... I don't think Jason Bateman's winning and I have Adam Scott in fifth, but I can, I mean, like it would not, it, if he won, would it be like the biggest shock? They went hard for severance. It would be like, obviously an upset, but like, you know, it's, it is pretty competitive, I would say on that front. Yeah. Like this is a very strong category. Um, overall, I actually, I, like, I think Lee Jung Jae is the safe pick because you could, obviously he won SAG and you could just say, Jeremy and Brian are going to vote split. Um, and Squid Game is obviously uh, a huge show, um, but yeah, I think like the with Brian, I think you could also want to award him as well. Like if you do know that like, you had awarded Jeremy last time, and it had done so well in acting, um, it's it's hilarious to think how it got zero nominations or zero acting nominations for season one. <laughs> just deranged. It's deranged. I and mean, now that's it has fourteen. In, it just yeah, set a new record. It's unbelievable. So, yeah. I, but I, I, the other reason I think you should pick Brian if you're a Television Academy member who happens to be sitting here watching this, though I doubt it, uh, is you know the good he has the goods for season three right like and like we said the way jesse armstrong makes that show you never actually know which characters are going to step forward and which are going to step back so i think like the going into season three i do think people felt like kendall was going to be like take the become the center of gravity on the show and he totally went against that right like it felt like he actively yeah, tried to move that around wanted them to like face like they expected them to actually like face off in season three and they completely subverted that which is great that's what makes the show i think so incredible but i'm like if you're way like if you're a voter who's like you said like choice you said like we want him to win an emmy for this show before it goes off the air who knows what they're gonna have logan do next season you know what i mean like maybe he is become maybe he takes i don't think that's true because like i said he's like the the engine of the show but he, you could imagine a world where he has less to do than he did in season three or doesn't end up in a big confrontation at the end and maybe they set up something else and then you're into season four and five and whatever you kind of missed your boat on like a 
locked in season three where he is just on fire the whole time drinking his you know energy drinks or smoothies to get his sperm count up you know it's just like gotta gotta give it to him i mean i will say that they're they're not unsentimental or they're they're not sentimental they're no. unsentimental like i don't like if they're sentimental then a lot of people a lot of emmy list people would have won emmys right that's true so I think I think they do ultimately or most of them just vote for who they like the most or what they like the right. most. Well, I think they hopefully they like Brian. That's I guess I would say. Uh Joyce, the drama supporting actress. I have Julia Garner winning for Ozark, followed by Ray Seahorn for Better Call Saul. I have her in second. Then Sarah Snook for Succession, uh Jung Ho Young for Squid Game, Christina Ricci for Yellow Jackets, Sydney Sweeney for Euphoria, Patty Arquette for Severance, and Jay Smith Cameron for Succession. Wow, we have the same top two. Nice. I actually think you could argue that she could win, that she got in, that she could win. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. Like she's completely that. untested against all these people because right. she's never been here before. And, and while you said she's not the sentimental choice, I mean, they're not sentimental. I think she could be the sentimental choice, I guess. Well, this is also not her last shot because she's eligible again next year right. on the part two of the final season of Better Call Saul just started on Monday. Right. So she could, it could be maybe like a Ted situation where maybe. now people are like, maybe they're, they feel forced to pay attention to her because she finally got, it's, it feels like uh, we all bullied them into finally voting for her. And if, Bullying if, works sometimes. And if the final season actually does probably what people expect or think, like she should have a big final episodes. So like whether yeah, whether the thing is, whether, is like everyone is just wondering what happens to Kim because she's not in Breaking Bad. I actually don't think Kim dies. That would be my hot take. I, don't I think, think she's I think she's alive. So I would say like it could end up being like really good for her to have those episodes airing as people are voting. Maybe she doesn't get it next year, but then this is the year she wins basically. Yeah, and she actually has two nominations. Yes, she also got into short form. For yes, Cooper. And Ball. while Julie Garner is amazing on Ozark. I do think the conversation around Ozark's final episodes was a little muted. And mm -hmm. I don't know, I could see her not winning. So I could, I have Ray in second. I might put her in first, I guess. But for now, I'm keeping Julia. I, I kind of feel like maybe I shouldn't predict Ray to win since I didn't predict her to get nominated and she got in. So I don't want to jinx her. Nice. So maybe I should just keep someone else in first. Julia, I think it's again, like a default choice for them. Like two-time winner. Also, similar to comedy, all the 2020 winners are back right. this year. So we all of them can win again this year, which yes. would also be super boring. Yes. Um, so, but I think she's like, she's kind of like the, she's the Aaron Paul of that show. Like, yeah. you know, the, the supporting like borderline lead who, you know, like scene stealers, like fan favorite. Um, so they, they could both win three Emmys for the show their shows right. but yeah I like the last season Ozark not the same hype or same reception as season three which everyone agrees was their best season and if yeah and if like we said if Better Call Saul sticks the landing it could have a Brett Goldstein effect on on Ray I know it's just like we know the actors are not really watching that show like they're right. so all over the place it's never Better Call Saul still has never won an Emmy right those those Emmys for their web series don't count. That's a yeah. completely different show, different title. So it doesn't yes. count for the mothership, Better Call Saul. Um, yeah, and it only got seven nominations this time. 
So, so it'd be pretty wild, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, for supporting actor choice, I have Matthew McFadden winning for Succession. Tom Wamsgan's rise. Get the toilet wine ready. Unbelievable performance in season three. Uh, just owned it. Should win in a runaway. I have Kieran Culkin in second. Billy Crudup in third. Oh Young Sue from Squid Game in fourth. Chaturro and Christopher Walken for Severance in fifth and sixth. And Parquet Sue in seventh. And then Nicholas Braun in eighth. Sorry, Cousin Greg. Um, I have Kieran and Matthew one two wow i i think going with your boy my boy yes you love him um i think this is succession's best chance at an acting win wow yeah i mean hopefully it's got four nominations three nominations whatever has here i i like i don't really see billy repeating um no your morning show uh did not do that well no <laughs> um even though i got the random reese nomination but congratulations to reese for making it in love to um, see it yeah and like i think this could be similar to lead actor in 2020 when the the two of them sorry to nick um like kieran and matthew might be so far ahead one two in whatever order that doesn't matter that there are six other people behind them I think that's fair. The reason I have Matthew in first is like we've talked about, it feels like an yes. Emmy winning performance, the performance that would not win with the Critics' Choice Awards and like other groups. But when you get to the Emmys, it wins because it's undeniably an actor performance that wins an Emmy. I know. And I feel like I need to predict him because that's what I've always said <laughs> about him. But I do feel like like people also just love Kieran and Roman as well so I don't like he's in a way kind of like Julia Garner on that show so um yeah I don't know if they do this again like I just said for for Brian but I'm like you know Matthew has the goods to win for this season who knows what they do with Tom next season, especially a supporting character. He could be like, you know. Well, Tom is now in his good graces. You think he is, but I'm mean, like, that's the genius of the show is I don't, I think it zigs and zags. So people are like, you're right. Like based on the finale, I'm expecting Tom to have like a, you know, Darth Vader to Emperor, the Emperor Palpatine role in season four, but maybe he's not. Maybe he like flops and but, maybe but that's Greg is plot, ascendant. That's plot mechanics. Like, right, I but the like plot, no matter what, they do with the character i think he's still gonna be great he's gonna be great but he might not have as much to do i guess like the thing that made tom so special this season is it was a lot of like pov and a lot of like conflict with him where the plot allowed him to have these like really weighty kind of internal thoughts and debates about his own relationship with shiv and like his own place in the family and all these different things is that hold up in season four i mean i don't know maybe it does well, right yeah. like but I mean, like that's always been the push pull with him like i think right. he should have won for season two like he should definitely won for season two um it's like i think it's like similar to like anthony kerrigan like they they just missed the boat on both of them for season two and now it's yeah. like i don't know if they're ever gonna win yeah. so yeah um <laughs> for directing choice i have squid game red light green light winning here's where i have squid game winning i have uh severance in second for Ben Stiller, the We We Are, Succession in third for All the Bells Say, The Yellow Jackets pilot 
then Ozark, then too much birthday and disruption, both from Succession and sixth and seventh. Not a sign of quality, just a sign of multiple episodes probably splitting the vote. I think if it was just one Succession episode here instead of three, all the bells say would win very easily. But Or even two, like it's easier to win with two than three. So um, I, I could see Severance winning because they really liked it, but I do think they also really like Squid Game and I think that's why I have it winning. Yeah, I have the same top three. I think it's between those three. Right. Um, this is also a, another very competitive <clears throat> category. Really good stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was about to put Severance. And then, I don't know, I just did Squid Game. <laughs> I, might, I might go back and forth on this until September or so. Um, but... Like I also feel like we're always wrong predicting this category because they've 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 done some crazy shit here under the system. Like, remember when Stephen Daldry won for the crown? Yeah. Also, I mean, so the reason I would say Severance could win the that finale is the best episode, and it's like a, that is their best episode of the season, and it's a tight forty-one minutes. Right. Um, and I think some that of the hurt. longer episodes that season. I, I do think that helps a lot, and I can see it winning. I mostly just have Squid Game here because they, they obviously really like Squid Game. <laughs> That's it, basically. I don't know. They also really like Severance, but I think Squid Game is more of a phenomenon and more widely seen and just an easier kind of win to me. Yeah, I feel like is is what's in first right now? Is it Squid Game or Severance in first? And our odds, Squid Game is first with Severance in second. So maybe Squid Game won't win because like we're always wrong on this right. now. Because <laughs> like last year we predicted the wrong crown episode. And then we had the wrong succession episode the year before. And then, you know, Jason Bateman out of nowhere with Ozark winning mm-hmm. three years ago. So maybe so, it'll be Severance is what yeah. you're saying. Uh, uh, for, for, for drama writing, Joyce, I have succession, all the bells say winning. The only succession nominee here for Jesse Armstrong. The only one, they only submit one, so. Good for them. Uh, I have Severance in, in, in second. The We We Are, as we just said, great uh, finale. The Yellow Jackets pilot in third. Then Squid Game, Better Call Saul, Ozark, and another Yellow Jackets episode, F Sharp, rounding out the top seven. A wild choice, really. Yeah, um, yeah Succession, Jesse Armstrong, three for three. It feels very much that he, like like we said, like I think if there was one success or two succession dra- directing episodes, I would have had it winning. Certainly the finale of Succession was incredible and should win. So I don't even think this is that close, even though I love the Severance finale. I think the Severance finale is more of a success of filmmaking and editing than writing. Yes, I think that episode as a whole, and I think the reason people respond to it is because of all those elements together but I don't know if I would say any of them is like the MVP. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, I think it, it, it was just kind of like a perfect storm of events in, in that episode. Um, and also like, like I've said before, like nothing in that finale totally shocked me. So, and I don't understand why people are so blown away by some of like the reveals. <laughs> I was shocked, Joyce. I'm basic, um, I'm basic. Being. So basic. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know. Like, I I don't think you can bet against a a two-time winner No. here. And, um, I had Better Call Saul in third because that was a tremendous episode. Nice. Um, I, I don't think it'll ever win (laughs) writing at me. (laughs) 
Um, or may, maybe it won't even win any Emmys. So we'll see. We'll see. Maybe Ray. Uh, for, for we're switching out a limited series choice. Our favorites, or was our favorites. I don't know if it still is, but I have White Lotus winning on the back of its 20 nominations, including uh, nine acting nominees. Is that right? Um, eight. Eight, sorry. So they didn't really love it, I guess. Only eight nominees in the acting categories. I have White Lotus winning, then Dope Sick, Pam and Tommy, The Dropout, and Inventing Anna. Um, I also have The White Lotus here. I like. I think it's just between the White Lotus and Dope Sick. And here was my thinking. While they both did really well, uh, the White Lotus had twenty nominations and Dope Sick had fourteen. I just get the sense based on the nominations, they just liked White Lotus. You know, sometimes you're just gonna go with what they like. So the thing is, is like even though it had more, um, like Dope Sick did well too. So and and like obviously the White Lotuses um nominations are padded by the acting nominations right. but dope Sick also got some extra acting nominations and i think there are some just craft elements of the white lotus that you would nominate and but you wouldn't for dope Sick, you know right it's it's like the same thing like succession it's sure. not gonna get into like cinematography or something you know right um so let me see white lotus so one two three four, five, six, seven, eight. So I got into eight, or I got nominations from eight branches besides acting. Mm -hmm. And then dope sick. One, two, three, four, five, six. So that's pretty tight if you don't count acting and series. Right. Pretty tight, but still White Lotus on top. Yeah, this is um, unhinged category. So I have Pammy, Tom, Pam and Tommy in third because obviously it performed better than these other shows. It had 10 nominations. <laughs> um, yeah, it did. It, it's also crazy. I mean, it uh, also more, you know, prosthetics and everything yeah. than like something like The Dropout. Um, but didn't get in a prosthetics, right? I don't know where it got in. Um, I don't think it actually got it, in it for makeup. It didn't get into writing or directing. So the thing is, is like, like the dropout obviously underperformed. It only gets six, like just the one um, acting nomination for Amanda. And then I got, it got two in directing, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. So it had like writing and directing support, but it was just, it, it feels like no one loves that show. No. And it got two of its nominations from directing. So definitely, yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, for somehow Tom, Pam and Tommy had 10 nominations, has incredible prosthetic work, an unrecognizable Lily James and uh, Sebastian Stan with a talking penis. And yet uh, it did not get in. Angeline, Gaslit, Impeachment, Star Trek Picard, and Stranger Things were the four five nominees there. I honestly think that maybe is because voters didn't realize it was prosthetics. That's how good it is. Is it possible they thought Lily James looks like that in real life? That she looks like Pam Anderson? <laughs> like... No, because she doesn't. <laughs> no, I know, but I'm like, is it, it, was it that convincing that people were like, oh yeah, that's a, uh, cause like Angeline got in and you could argue it's a similar transformation on Emma Roth, Emmy Rossum. But I think, but it, it got into non-prosthetic, right? I don't know if it did. I think it did. It got into non-prosthetic. Cause like, cause like the only prosthetic element is the penis, right? No, it's not because all of, uh, it got in for non-prosthetic. It did, but no, like 
I think a lot of, I mean, unless, what are you talking, like, what, what do we count as prosthetic? Because, like, Lily James has, like, a fake chest and, like, fake a lot on her body is, like, not her. It's a lot of makeup work. I mean, I, I haven't read the fine print of that category. Well, it got in for non-prosthetic. That's fine. But anyway, I think it could have gotten. Maybe they just rejected the penis. Okay. I guess they did reject the penis. <laughs> they, they did not like Clayton Davis's article about the penises. The year of the penis. And they were like, not this year. Uh, let's go next to TV movie, Joyce. We could do this one quick. Survivor, I have winning. Chippendale in second. Ray Donovan, Zoe. Extraordinary Christmas and Reno 911, the hunt for QAnon. Do you have Chip and Dale winning? Obviously, I'm not changing this. Like, Great. I don't care. Go down with the ship. Love it. Yeah, this is the only category I'm never going to change. <laughs> uh, moving on to limited series actress slash TV movie actress. The, I have Lily, we talked, I talked about this yesterday. I'm going with it. Lily James winning for Pam and Tommy. Most transformational show overperformed with 10 nominations. Uh, just, I think it's a very well liked performance. And like you were saying, very, I think. The fact that it's about a scandal that is more nostalgic than like Theranos is made a difference for these shows. So I have Amanda Seyfried in second for The Dropout, then Julia Garner in third for Inventing Anna, Margaret Qualley in fourth for Maid, Tony Collette for The Staircase, and Sarah Paulson for Impeachment. Um, I think it's between Amanda and Lily. Yeah, I still have Amanda. I think she can still do it. She's great um, on the show. It's incredible for it, so... Would not yeah. be mad. And I have Julie in third. Like I'm, I'm basically prioritizing the people whose series got in. To same. Use. I did like the exact series. same thing. So. And I also think that they just like Julie Garner. They do. Like I don't. I don't think she's winning here. No. But that show was a lot more successful, obviously, um, and got into limited series, unlike right. Made. Amazing. <laughs> or the staircase or impeachment even though impeachment did really well for a show that flopped in September yep. it makes you wonder if impeachment was available earlier on Fulu what might have happened because I think that really hurt it yeah um or or they just held it because it's funny because that show was delayed two years because it was supposed to premiere in September 2020 and when they announced that date people were mad because they thought it could influence the election correct and then obviously COVID so, um, and yeah, and then like FX has its, it already had like a streaming contract with Netflix. So that's why there was no a day after streaming on Hulu. Tough beat. That, I think that really hurt it. I really do. Yeah, it's true. Uh, um, for limited series TV movie actor, Joyce, I have our boy, Michael Keaton, the greatest Batman winning for Dope Sick. And then I have- Let's just pretend it's for Batman. And then I have Sebastian Stan in second for Pam and Tommy. Andrew Garfield in third for Under the Banner of Heaven, Colin Firth for The Staircase, Oscar Isaac for Scenes from a Marriage, and Himesh Patel for Station Eleven. Yeah, same. Seems um, like most people have that. That's the way our odds are shaping up. I think this yeah. is going to be one of the most... This is a walk. This is like the lockiest. It seems like the lockiest lock of any of these that we've talked about. Yeah, just Keaton all the way. Congratulations to him. I'm glad he's going to win a big award. Me too. Um, uh, we expected that. In second, because again, his show... Mm-hmm is in series um you know also again as i've said an overdue nomination because he was snubbed for kings and political yes. animals and, and gossip no. uh for supporting actors in a limited series our tv movie i have jennifer coolidge winning for the white lotus season two in production now love a limited series with the second season 
then I have Alexandra Daddario for the White Lotus in second. I have Natasha Rothwell for the White Lotus in third. Connie Britton for the White Lotus in fourth. Caitlin Deaver for Dopesick. Mayor Winningham for Dopesick in fifth and sixth. And my girl, Sydney Sweeney, in seventh in my picks, but first in my heart uh, for the White Lotus. Wow. I can't believe you don't even have her in the top three. No, because I think she was like the most shocking nominee. So she's like the cousin Greg of this category. Um, oh my God, where did I, oh, here. Um, I have uh, Jen in first, um, like everyone basically, um, but I have Caitlin in second. I think Caitlin can upset her. I'm not going to predict it right now, but I think she can do it. Wow. Cause so you're saying I should move her up from fifth? Yes. Okay. Because she has like the most like heartbreaking arc on the show and she's she really great it. on it. And obviously um, also an overdue nomination since she was snubbed for Unbelievable. So she's in here and the show did well. All and- right, I put, I put her up in second. I'm changing my mind. You convinced me. <laughs> Um, like I, like, I think Jen can still win and I I think people want her to win. Like it it does feel like very obviously that people want her to win. I think she's a beloved actor and like was really fun on the show. And I think, you know, and is returning for a second season of the show. She's playing the same character for a limited series. So you love it. But so I think that'll help maybe who knows. Um, and, you know, not not that, like, applause means anything, but, you know, she presented a last year's Emmys, only her from the White Lotus, and she got a pretty healthy round of applause yeah. from the crowd. So, really, really, and even that though there's, a... there's five <laughs> White Lotus people here, again, they need to kill the unlimited ballot, just completely ridiculous to suggest there's only two shows or... Basically, this just tells us they only watch two shows. It's it the unlimited bell has to go. It just, just makes it it's just, not it's fun. It's so stupid, and it's it like this it really doesn't like their their logic was that there's so much TV now, so we need unlimited slots so people can vote for all these shows. But no, you're just encouraging people to vote for highly visible, highly seen shows, and then be encourage their laziness and just vote down the ballot for everyone from that same damn show. Correct. It just doesn't work. Uh, for yeah. do- supporting actor in a drama, in a limited series, excuse me, or TV movie, I have Murray Bartlett winning for The White Lotus. Uh, and then I have Seth Rogen in second for Pam and Tommy, based on the fact that Pam and Tommy has 10 nominations, including a series nomination. I have Jake Lacey in third for The White Lotus, because I just absolutely love him on The White Lotus. I think it's a great performance. Peter Sarsgaard and Michael Stubenberg in fourth and fifth for Dope Sick. Steve Zahn in sixth for The White Lotus. And Will Poulter in seventh for Dope Sick. Wow. Um, I also have Murray and Seth one, two, but I have Will Poulter in third. Wow. We went from not even predicting him to you have him in third place. No, like, I think like he's the most like likable of these three from Dope Sick. Certainly true. So, um, yeah. So, but again, this, (laughs) this feels like it's just, this is a curse category no shade to any of these people here (laughs) i mean murray barlett was awesome like he's my favorite part of the show outside of jake lacy and i think the fact that jake got in to me even 
this is like kind of circuitous logic, but I'm like, it actually shows that Murray is even stronger than maybe you think, even though he's like definitely a favorite is because so much of Jake's scenes are with Murray. You know, it's like their, their interplay is really what makes the show. uh, So. (laughs) I mean, if you're going to force me to vote for a white Lotus actor in this category, I'm going to vote for Jake Lacey. I mean, he's great, but I think Murray is going to win. Yeah. It's, it's also kind of crazy that both, he if if he and jen win like they their buzz would have lasted a full year but i think it goes with what you were saying yesterday is that like that helped well i like we were like i don't know like white lotus was like not polarizing i think people really liked it and kind of were like wrapped up in the mystery of it and then maybe like kind of not disappointed but it zigs a little bit when you think it's gonna zag at the end and then it moved on and it was like an august show but i think it does help that people are just like yeah, The White Lotus probably still hangs around in your memory as a good show. And none of the other shows that came kind of usurped it. And so like people are just going to vote for for him. No problem. Like that helps. Um, And nothing, nothing arrived. And and again, it, it's, it also underperformed over the winter against last year's or last cycle's shows. Right. 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 And now they're gone because they're not eligible here. That's right. Uh, For movie limited series directing, I actually have Station Eleven winning. Wow. Uh, love it love the finale uh incredible work i have dope sick in second white lotus in third made and then the two dropouts iron sisters and green juice rounding out the top six um i'm just gonna go for the white lotus for now so white lotus is a favorite sick. yeah i i can see dope sick winning this and white lotus winning writing i have white lotus winning writing which we'll get to in a moment i think it's much more of a writer's show than a director's show, even though Mike White did both. Yeah, for sure. That's why I was like, maybe I'll do Dope Sick here, but I just, I had to move on, so. <laughs> and then for writing, I have White Lotus winning, Dope Sick, Station Eleven, The Dropout, Made, and Impeachment. Yeah, I think I have White Lotus. Um, yeah, again, White White Lotus or Dope Sick, so, which are really the only two shows they they like a lot. Right. So I picked Station Eleven in directing because I think it is actually directing powerhouse. I think it stands out from these others. Uh, and is it slightly different? And it, while it didn't get a series nomination, I would argue it performed admirably, getting not just Himish Patel in, but it got writing and directing and also a score nomination. It feels like that show is like on the cusp of an actual series nomination. I could argue it probably could have gotten in. I mean, I think it had, let me see. Uh, I don't have it here. Womp womp, but uh, it had a decent amount of nominations, I guess I would say. So, um, Station Eleven is the show that would benefit from the demise of an unlimited ballot. It had seven nominations. There we go. And so, I think it would have benefited from a demise of an unlimited ballot for sure. And that's why I think it was liked enough that it could actually win like one of these big like uh, awards, like directing. So in directing, I think I think everything that's won so far has been nominated for series. Right. Um, but I think Station Eleven just missed series. That's my take. So it was watched. I mean, that series lineup just deranged. It's definitely deranged. It has more. It, I love it so much. Don't get me wrong. I but. mean, inventing Annie getting in is just truly wild. <laughs> that's like the most wild. And it's also like, you know, again, like Pam and Tommy getting in without writing and directing support. It was just like, it, it just felt like everyone was just watching it because they were just like, ooh, let's watch the show about Pamela Anderson. And- I mean, the shows that got in were definitely the shows that people wanted to watch rather than like the shows that were 
quote unquote good. Like Station Eleven is not an entertaining, yeah, as entertaining as watching Inventing Anna. It's like the difference between eating like a salad and a bag of yeah. Chips. It feels like it, it's like it's not homework, but it feels like it's like yeah. you have to pay attention. Yeah, and I I do feel like you know after you after like if you come home whether or not you come home or you're still working from home like after a day of work and you just want to unwind with a tv show and just uh you know may- maybe some mindless tv or just tv you don't have to really think hard about right then you might not watch station 11 right away so now we have the last few categories here that we could we could kind of um, burn through let's say uh, but we have competition program. I have RuPaul's Drag Race winning, Amazing Race, Top Chef, The Voice nailed it, and Lizzo's Watch Out for the Big Girls. I have Ru winning. Um, I do want Tar to win again, but I, I think they're just so lazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for variety talk series, Joyce, I have John Oliver winning again, Twist. I have Jimmy Kimmel in second and Seth Meyers in third. I have Colbert in fourth and Daily Show and Trevor Noah in fifth. Um, I have Seth in second. I don't think Seth, I, I would say, I think from a show perspective that this is the ranking of these shows as they've been most successful this year. So I don't think that the late I show- mean, I don't think been, that matters because- It doesn't, but that's how I ranked it. Because I was like- It's so annoying. It's like similar to um, reality competition. It's just like, they just- won't award any other show like once they get in it's like they're stuck in a rut right and they just won't award anyone else uh i have snl winning for variety sketch series what a twist with a black lady sketch show in second we don't even need to talk about this there's two nominees i'm sure you have snl winning as well snl um underperformed this year but it could count on this category <laughs> and i actually have it in the next category too variety series directing snl uh don roy king usually uh the guy you want to see win an emmy but i haven't winning i have a last week tonight with john oliver and then late show with stephen colbert black lady sketch show and seth myers uh, rounding out the top five yeah and then writing oliver i have oliver and i have uh, trevor noah second for the daily show so good writing yeah and then snl colbert and the black lady sketch show <laughs> so john oliver congratulations on more emmys i guess is the takeaway it's this is I mean, at a certain point, they stopped awarding Jon Stewart and started awarding Colbert for the Colbert right. War, not for Late Show with Stephen Colbert. I think if you were going to, personally for me, as someone who watches these shows and like watches the clips on YouTube, if you were going to give Colbert an Emmy, it should have been for the pandemic year when he did most of his shows from home. I thought the show was incredibly engaging. He was very, in, in uh, a lot of ingenuity like was one of an early adopters to that format. He was like the first late night host to actually do it in 2020 to like go into his house. I remember him doing the first one maybe in his bathtub. Uh, It was like very fun. Now that he's gone back to his studio, I think the show has become what it was, which is a totally fine show. But I thought it was like leveled up in the pandemic era when they were doing it from home. So I think he should have won for that. For the the election special last year. Right. So it's, it's like they just refuse to do anyone else but john oliver right now i think it's it's one six so it's tied letterman right now mm-hmm. so when it wins again this year i'll have seven and i'll only be behind john stewart right. which has 11 
So, so get that pre-write ready if you're watching this. Uh, <laughs> make sure we get it. Top state, John Oliver, just top David Letterman in this Emmy category or something. Yeah. Get the SEO. Uh, Joyce, this was so much fun. We'll come back next week. Do We didn't even talk about this. Do you want to do, uh, we could do more of this. We could do creative arts Emmys or we could even do our initial Oscar picks because the prediction center is actually open. I haven't, I haven't, I've done neither of those yet. So, so maybe we'll figure out what we want to do. I mean, technically we already did. We did. We were initial, initial Oscar picks. We did, but we could check back in at six months. I would. I would be. A lot involved. of things have changed. Yeah, a lot of things have changed, but we'll we'll figure it out. We'll be back next week. All right, bye. For all things Hollywood competition and award season, head to goldderby.com and follow us on social media at Gold Derby.